James 4, 6 says, but he, speaking of God, gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And we know this. This is a common um, understanding and verse that we, we know, that we've read before, that that truth that God does resist the proud. He resists the attitude of mankind that is vain or arrogant or conceited. Um, that where man believes he has what it takes with his own abilities, power, resource, intellect, that disdainful, conceited attitude of man, he, God, resists the prideful perspective of, I can handle the Christian life, Lord, just tell me what I need to do. He resists that. And none of us can build a Christian life on our own. And that's kind of a cultural value, an American um, culture that tell me what to do, I can do it. And uh, America has the self-confidence kind of, you know, cultural issue. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, just another way of saying pride, uh, self-confidence, you know, self putting confidence in myself. I can do it. And that's a a big American theme. You know, every family wants to raise self-confidence kids with strong self-esteem. And really it's working against the plan of God. It's against his word. God wants us to raise God-confident kids. You know, uh, kind of a, a paradox, you know, there's, there's even songs. I have confidence in me. Um, and, you know, take it a step further, I have confidence and confidence alone. But, you know, that's not what the Bible teaches. I, I know that's counterculture. And I know that cuts against the grain of our natural humanity, what seems like, well, this is right. We need a way and filter every kind of uh, value attitude through the word of God, through the lens of scripture. And blessed are the poor in spirit is what the Bible would say for Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, blessed are those that are poor in their spiritual life apart from God. They're, you know, when you face your own spirit, you're spiritually bankrupt. And why is that a blessing? Uh, because that's the one that gets into the kingdom of heaven. And then uh, Philippians 3, 3 says, for we are of the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and and listen, have no confidence in the flesh. Uh, Natural humanity, we don't have confidence in that. The things that we can produce on our own, in our own strength, what I can develop. Um, Yeah, can we become confident? I'm confident, you're confident, we're confident in God though. Like 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5 continue, we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we're sufficient of ourselves as to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. So there's the confidence. I mean, what great confidence that is. I've got confidence through Christ toward God and increasingly, amazingly confident people are God's people when it's done God's way in and through Christ. And it's not confidence in us, but in God, because God is opposed, opposed to the proud, the self-sufficient to think that they can handle it. 
Thank you very much. I don't need your help. And God's opposed to that. He gives grace to the humble. And again, a a attribute, a characteristic that God looks for that wants to develop in our lives daily uh, that we would access grace is, is that word humility. And I don't hear a lot about humility today. You know, self-esteem instead of, you know, what we need is humility, not to esteem ourselves, um, you know, not more of the what I can do attitude in the kingdom of God. It's kind of, I don't have what it takes. I can't do it attitude. And sometimes God waits for people to get to that point because in me, in and of myself, I really can't do what God has called me to do for an eternal impact of eternal value. Yeah, I could do things, but it turns out to be wood, hay, and stubble in eternity. Yes, uh, empires are built. Yes, NASA can build a, uh, a a space shuttle that can fly to the, the moon and to Mars and further out, you know, but if it's not God at work in and through that engineer or through that program, it's wood, hay, and stubble. So, I mean, I'm saying humanity can build empires and skyscrapers and uh, do amazing things, but it doesn't have that eternal value. And humility says, well, to do God what you want your way is we need to walk in humility. We have to say, well, I don't have what it takes, but God, you do because God is opposed to the proud. And so much of the American cultural thinking has crept into the church. And that's kind of the message that I hear uh, all too often. We need to point others to uh, God esteem, God exaltation, not self-exaltation. That God, you're to be esteemed. My confidence is in God and not self. And it's easy to build a self-confidence, self-esteem, which is really a euphemism for pride, really undermines the Christian life, shifts the attention from God to self, puts hope in self, and that becomes a problem. I mean, it, God resists it. And it's a recipe as well for burnout, really. And uh, the peripheral issue, when we were talking about the heart of man being the problem, uh, it's really a problem of self-exaltation. You know, Satan said, I'll be like the most high God. I mean, he uh, sinned, he sinned and it was related to exalting self. And yet God for you and I and all of humanity wants to give grace and help. But part of his help is he won't let it go down that path of self sufficiency, self-exaltation. He opposes that because really he knows the problem it brings. He's not trying to squash or quash our our uh, creativity or our energy. Uh, God just gives grace to the humble and empowers us to do his work, his way by his power. And we spend a lot of times and when, you know, uh, listening to sermons and I know that's what churches too often, not all churches, obviously not your church or my church, but too often uh, today, 
churches try to make people feel good about themselves. People come in struggling and hurting and I'm in need. I, I can't get this right. I'm a sinner. I'm awful. I see my guilt and, and oh, don't be so hard on yourself. You're wonderful. And, and you see that on social media. And in fact, they'll say your problem is low self-esteem. Let, let's pump it up. And you see that let's get pumped. And rather than saying, let's, let's be filled with the spirit. Let's drop on the grace of God. Let's walk in uh, the reality of that beatitude that says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Because the word of God, there's so much hope when we take our eyes off. Um, uh, but we take our eyes off of that. And, and instead of when somebody comes in and they see their need, we should say, yeah, you're one of the poorest spirit, and yet you're going to inherit the earth. The whole kingdom of heaven is yours. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor in sp spirit. And uh, the world is ours in the millennium and the kingdom of heaven now walking in the realities of it now here on earth, but on into eternity. And uh, instead of giving them a, um, a, a man-centered message, we could see, yeah, that's sad. Don't underestimate the sadness. Here's a great message. You're blessed. Uh, put, their put their eyes, their heart onto God, onto future. And it just, it really, uh, it really is, is Christ-centered. But messages like, well, you're really not that bad. You're great. Don't look at yourself that way. What does it do? It takes their eyes off of God and puts them on self. And I, I see that a lot in the, the counseling discipleship world where we need to put God uh, in, in focus. And we need to remember that God is opposed to the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And so having a, a modest, humble, but realistic view, not like, a, not like, oh, I'm but a worm view, wormology, or a proud view, but a real, you know, just a self-awareness, a humble view. And that's really the beginning of a great work of God. When people come in broken, when they say, hey, I'm just falling apart. I can't. I'm a failure. In that state, God wants me, wants you to start turning our heart toward him, looking to him, taking our, my need, my lack of ability to him, my helplessness, your helplessness to him, your battles, your defeats to him, that he might pour out grace, grace for peace, for hope, for victory. God gives grace to the humble. And I, I think that's a virtue that's so heavenly. And humility can't be manufactured. As a matter of fact, if you think you've got it, you really don't got it. You know, humility isn't just a quiet, meek spirit outwardly. It's an inward thing. You know, some of the quietest uh, people I know uh, don't talk because they have this uh, self, uh, they're grand in their mind and they don't want to talk to you. And they got some pride and arrogance going on. And that means um, you know, just because a guy's loud and boisterous doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have humility. So we want to be careful on taking God's, God knows the heart is what I'm trying to say. And God wants humility. And that's how grace is accessed is through a humble, 
real in the depth of our being, heart relationship with God, just daily living by the grace of God, walking humbly with our God. Now, remember Romans chapter 5, verse 2, the two things that work together to access grace. Humility, God resists the proud, he gives grace to the humble. But look, let's look at faith now, through whom, Romans 5, 2, through whom, uh, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We talked about that in the beginning, and now I want to kind of wrap it up with that. We now stand in grace. And, you know, uh, grace is rightly described as an ocean of grace, infinite ocean in measure, in quality, in extent, and in purpose. In the Lord Jesus Christ, through him, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. I mean, by faith, we began there. By faith, we were born again. We were given access to saving grace. And a part of that grace was our first taste of it, grace for forgiveness, to be born again. But every day, every moment, every issue of the Christian life, after that, our access to that grace by faith is the same. It's it's by faith as well. Through whom? Through faith in Jesus, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, sanctifying grace, life-changing, life-giving, life-empowering grace. Faith accesses grace. And as I've talked about before with uh, my brother Steve, uh, it's as if you're standing on the beach and there's an ocean of grace. And how do you reach in to that ocean for daily living? Um, we need to learn how, and we want to end up living, because if we don't, we'll live by other means in grace. We'll live up by ourselves, striving our own resources, our own cultural habits, perspectives, manipulate things in the flesh and all that crazy stuff. We want to live by grace, and a recipient of grace has to have a heart um, that is born again. But day by day, the things that we face, we can reach into that ocean and avail ourselves and live by the resources, by the means faith accesses that grace. I mean, similarly, when I was saved, I, I humbled myself before God. I believed in him to save me, uh, you know, he, only he could do it to do what I couldn't do to earn salvation and the same way we access grace day after day by faith humility and faith I, I can't do it humility but god you can and every time we relate to god or an issue that way we're accessing initially and continually the grace of god and so um Remember Romans 1, 17, the just or justified ones shall live by faith, not only initially, but forever and ever. Um, you know, we'll be learning of his grace forever, but we'll live by it now on earth. The point of Hebrews 11 is to live with God is by faith. Every one of those illustrations from Abraham, by faith, Sarah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Nova. Uh, the life of God is, is just a living by a life of faith. 
And so when we face an issue, faith in Jesus Christ, humbly confessing our inadequacy, our insufficiency, it's like scooping into the ocean of God's grace, drawing on it, and then go through that situation. And uh, whether, uh, uh, you know, let's pause here. I'll be right back. You know, we were talking about Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that the just shall live by faith. And every time we face an issue, we we face it by faith in Jesus Christ, humbly confessing we don't have sufficient resources. It's scooping into that ocean of God's grace. I think it's a beautiful way to live life. And I want to remember that faith accesses grace. Humility and faith, the two uh, aspects, the two things that and virtues that God wants to develop in our lives to live daily by humility and faith. Imagine that. And, you know, remember, we discussed that humility is not a work. Uh, Humility confesses the inadequacy, the insufficiency. I don't have what it takes because remember the work. Uh, to do God's work, God's way is to do it with a holiness, a Christ-likeness, a, a Christ-likeness and holiness that's done by God and a loving, be loving for I am loving, perfection. So humility says, I, I'm not up for that. I can't pull it off. I don't have what it takes. And, and all that God is calling me to do, to do it with holiness and Christ likeness and all always loving I need God you need we need God's help to walk in all of that I need help so humility isn't a work it it admits I I can't do the work and I would say faith is not a work either uh, faith leads to work but faith is not a work faith depends on the work of another, the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that he might come living inside of us and through us. Really, it's faith to live that way, to let him um, do his work, his way in and through our lives. So when I meet a man, and I know many, many godly men and women in the Christian walk that have this unique combination in their their uh, life, uh, these virtues, these realities of humility and faith, when I see that in a heart, uh, wow. They, these are, are men that are walking in the mighty works of God because that life is one that God is going to pour out into. They're, they're recipients of they're vessels filled with the grace of God. And I don't doubt that those listening to this podcast, you're one of those. You're one of those people. This is what you're walking in. Because you. I know that I talk to people that walk in humility and faith, and I see God do such mighty things in their lives. And I know that you're not manufacturing these things. There's simply the the works, the great works that are going on are a result of relating properly to the Lord, a, a walk with him that 
really humbles us that when I'm walking with him and oh my goodness, that he would care about me, that he would love me, that he'd come and dwell in my life, that alone is humbling. And then he reveals himself. Oh, how the, the words on scripture, the, the scripture explodes in my heart. Now that's humbling. And yet at the same time, he shows me what I really am, not to be mean, but to drive it from me that I would kind of uh, allow him to nail and crucify uh, self, that self-help, self-hope. And, you know, I get humbled. And uh, I say, Lord, forgive me for underestimating how bankrupt I am on my own in my, uh, you know, my the self-life, the independent from God self-life. And so humility and faith grows in a closer walk with Jesus. And uh, remember earlier, Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus is that author of faith. And so faith, we can't make it happen because he instigates it. He starts it in our life and he's the perfecter, developer of it. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to be a person of faith. We want to be people of faith. It isn't just, I will believe, I will believe, I know I can, uh, you know, I know I will. And, you know, it's religious self-hype, and that's what the world does. I read books that are not Christian books on, you know, um, really productivity. I'm trying to be a, a time management thing and how to, you know, how to be a better steward. The days are evil. I want to, you know, I want to redeem the time. I want to be a better steward of my time. And I read some of these books and I mean, they got great insight, but a lot of it's, it's hype. And so I want to, I want to filter it through the lens of scripture and I want to throw some of those books out the door, but you know, I'm able to, by faith and humility, you know, uh, wade through the, uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones, so to speak. But faith is all related to its object, and Jesus uh, is the object of uh, our faith, faith in his word, the object of our faith, who he is, what he's done, what he says. And as we get to know him, read his word, our faith grows. And so the more I know the Lord and walk with the Lord, the more my faith, your faith develops in our lives. If we If we look at faith any other way, it's kind of a religious view of faith. So to wrap this up, God wants us to live daily by the grace of God. How you do it, how do you live by grace? Ask the Lord, seek the Lord in relationship, develop humility and faith. And as an outgrowth, an aftermath, an overflow of walking with him, we have a, an abundance of grace and it really, uh, it's really powerful. And so humility and faith, allow it to develop in your life because God gives grace to the humble and by faith, we access grace.